0: we played at uh, Activate with the Countdown.
1: Yeah, man, that was a lot of fun. I hope Nashville, yeah. Nashville gets one. That
0: was- yeah, if they get one, I'm going all the time. Don't have all my money. But anyways, hey, everybody. Um, welcome back to me and Justin's YouTube channel. Welcome back to, uh, first of all, my YouTube channel, uh, Upload Past Crossroads. So make sure you subscribe to that. YouTube channel. Uh like all my videos, comment, and let me know. Share, you know, obviously the videos that you watch in the YouTube channel to everybody else, because the video we got for you today is about to be crazy, guys. So uh I did a and welcome to Justin's YouTube channel as well. If you're watching from his, you know, chaplain logs. Uh so make sure to subscribe to his YouTube channel as well, like all his videos, uh, comment, share, just do all that stuff, all right guys. But like I was saying, the reason why we're doing today's video is to uh, talk about a a chapter in the Bible and a a lesson that I did for my Sunday school class at my dad's church, scotch Chapel, Miami Church. So we did a lesson on Revelations 21, 1 through 9, on August 7th, 2022, Sunday, August 7th, 2022. And then yesterday, on Sunday, August 14th, we did a lesson on Revelations 21, verses 10 to 21. Uh, so the whole chapter of Revelation uh, 21 just touched me a lot. And so I had way more to say than what I got to say on these Sunday school lessons. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to just talk about the uh, talk about Revelation chapter 21. And we're going to go as far as we can right now with Revelations 21. All right, guys. So, um, yeah, because I didn't get to say half of the things I really want to say during those lessons cuz it's just too much to unpack in yeah, the book of revelations in general but especially in that text cuz the whole text is about you know like the the title of today's lesson says you know the ultimate home for believers so it's really talking about a new heaven and a new earth coming upon us right so uh, we're going to talk about that in a lot a little bit more but um, yeah, I got a question for everybody just to start off the lesson. You know, what feeds our view of the afterlife? You know, our concepts our concepts of heaven and hell. So what feeds our view of the afterlife, you know, and our concepts of heaven and hell? So, yeah, Justin, if you want, you can answer that question. But, uh, and it's a lot of stuff. Like, that's a loaded question. It's not just one thing because everybody has different opinions, different beliefs, just different ideas going out there what happens. When you die, right? So, <laughs> yeah, man. So,
1: yeah, a lot. Um, gosh, I don't even know where to start. I think the in the verse, the verses to me in Revelation was saying like there will be no more death, or be no mourning, no more pain. And like I was thinking, how how that could physically be possible? Because we're like. Um that's that's just part of our empathy that we're being human. Um, so I always wondered like um I thought of Galatians two twenty where it's talking about how you're a new creation the old is gone, the new mom. and I think that parallels really well with the verses today because it's talking about a new heaven and a new earth, a new you as well. So I'm kinda of wondering if like our spirit our essence are still the same, like we're still the same person, but maybe we're rewired, um, not wanting to follow sin or not again. Because, like, one big thing I, I was wondering like, even if we had a new earth and a new to stop us from like corrupting it again, if we sinned, like, uh, um, in the verses, prop how sin and sinners have. Been dealt with and thrown into like a fire, but like, what's the stopping us from like corrupting it again? Like in New earth. like every time. This is like the fifth heaven and earth that we don't know. Of. I wonder if we're if we would just be re- rewired where we will not be, not give in to, to sin. So yeah. that's a big part. I always think about is not. How does that affect us
0: once we get there? Right. Right. Yeah. One of my points I had, I saw it the other day, but I saw it again today, which is perfect. You know, before we started the lesson, I saw this point. It says, you know, what you believe about the afterlife determines how you live this life, right? What you believe about the yeah. afterlife determines how you live this life. So that's the point. And that goes with two questions I was going to ask everybody. You know, if there was no heaven, and, you know, if there's no heaven, know, would you approach life differently? You know, and would life on Earth have more or less value if there was no heaven? Like, heaven changes everything, right? The Bible changes the whole ball game, right? God changes the whole equation, right? So, like, if there was no rewards for you know after you know this life, if there was no uh, no nothing, if there's nothing after this life, you know, what would be the point of living, right? like to do anything right that's what was, you know why, why why would you have morals right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. so there, there's uh, a song
1: song by John Lennon that I just I don't like at all I always switch the radio station a lot of people like it it's called Imagine it starts off like imagine there's no heaven um and i guess and he's like imagining like no government or race, and, all. and like, it's supposed to be a feel-good song about not having to worry about that stuff. But that's assuming people will do good on their own, which you you have to be taught, you're not taught to do bad, you have to be taught to do good. Right. And if there's, like, no heaven or hell, if this is it, it's, like, a it's a pretty sad fate. And so I, I, yeah. I feel like the president of a heaven definitely uh changes the game a lot
0: right Right. yeah so let's go ahead and get to the verses man let's just go ahead and read them out um i'm gonna share my screen so everybody can see the verses but all right so before we start guys i'm streaming from a lot of my social media platforms so wherever you're streaming from you know thank you uh and make sure if you want to stream from my youtube channel and see even more stuff and see my screen and stuff like that just go ahead and go to my YouTube channel, upload past crossroads, but all right, so let's go ahead and get into it. Um, I'm going to start off re- reading Revelations chapter uh, 21 verses one through nine. So we're just going to read verses one through nine for now. All right, so I can find it. All right, so Revelations 21. Verses 1 through 3, and I mean 1 through 9, and I'm reading from the King James Version Bible. All right, so, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, and the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from the eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these things are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the end. I I will give unto him that is a thirst of the foundation of water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, and the unbelieving, and the abominable, and murderers, and whoremongers, and sorcerers, and adulterers, and and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. Which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vials full of seven of the last plague last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. All right, guys, so that's Revelation chapter twenty-one, verses one through nine. And we're gonna focus on verses one. You know, we do we focus on certain verses first, but Justin, if you had anything else before you even want to go there, I mean, before we start off with one, you can go there as well. But
1: No, I think we can go straight into the verses.
0: All right, cool. All right, so verse one reads, you know, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. So I'll worry about the there's no more sea part in a minute. I'm going to just focus on the new heaven and the new earth right now. So. uh yeah so first thing I want to say is you should you know um uh, yeah in the bible it talks about three different heavens right and so these three different I'm going to stop sharing my screen cuz I'm not really focusing on the verse right now so the bible talks about three different heavens and in the first heaven the first heaven is the atmosphere right so it's the blue sky the second heaven is the night sky so outer space and then the third heaven is where god lives so this, this is the first thing you need to think about, right? So, you know, this isn't the, it's not talking about God's heaven. So God's throne room. And this is where the new heaven and the new earth is being made, right? Because what's, it, it, that's what people get complicated, like commentaries come, and people like that say like, um, and theologians, they say that, um, you know, is the earth really new or is it built upon, this earth right now like is the new heaven and new earth built upon what we have right now or is it completely new right and why is there a new heaven that's a big question people got as well why is there a new heaven so um yeah like and but that's another question too like why would god need a new heaven where he stays right in the third heaven so third heaven again is where god lives and where he dwells right so i'm gonna give people a fun fact too while i'm talking so because uh, like we talked about it with psalms 148 justin like if you want proof that god is real one proof is we talked about it and we said that 95 to 96 percent of space has has yet to have been discovered yet so that means only four to five percent of space has been discovered so only humanity has been to four or five percent of space right so when the speech when the scriptures speak of a new heaven you know they mean a new blue sky and night sky they don't mean a new heaven where God dwells. Like space is huge. We don't know what's out there. So we don't know where God dwells because none of us have been there, right? (laughs) None of us have died yet. So we don't know, right? So it would make sense if like a big part of space was new, you know? The whole ecosystem, If it was new. And then a new earth because the earth is a part of the ecosystem, right? So if that's the right terminology, but I'm gonna throw that out there. But Einstein, I'm pretty sure you got stuff to say with that, man, with you being in science and everything totally
1: totally agree uh that uh, um, that heaven could refer to guys as about that before but uh, do you want do you want me to like talk about the earth do you want me to talk about that Go fast or do, we on You can do whatever you want heaven for I I do like well yeah I could lump heaven in there To Like how they're there has to be a new earth and a new heaven because, because in general that the like the earth has been corrupted, it's been polluted. It it'd it just be easier to get rid of it and start a new than to scrub. I think I think that's more believable, especially when we get to the uh, other places. look at the new Jer- new Jerusalem or the new holy city. It's easier to. imagine Imagine, than to imagine somehow cleaning up a corrupted world.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. So you ready to get to verse one and just break it down? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So uh, Revelation chapter 21, verse one, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and first earth were passed away so like in revelation 20 it said it started off saying that like john said in revelations 20 you know and i saw a new heaven and new earth pass away uh as well right it's like i haven't been through my notes in a while when it came to this section but uh yeah basically he said that again in revelations 20 before this chapter that we're in right now so that's all you need to know and then uh so new what does new mean new means fresh right New means to create out of nothing, right? So it's not refashioning the existing material. So exist the existing earth, right? It's a better heaven and better earth replacing, you know, the first earth that had passed away, right? So the better better heaven or so <laughs> a better earth, like better everything. Because that's another thing too. People don't really think heaven, you know, is corrupted or anything, but it was tainted with Satan and one third of the heavenly host, you know, fallen. Right. So for one third of the heavenly host to fall, that's a big number. Right. That's not a little like I know it's one third, but still like it was corrupted. And then also Satan always goes back to God. Like in the book of Job, I know the demons have to still talk to God because Satan was asking to tempt uh, Job, uh, Job. He was asking to tempt Job. Right. He kept on going back to God saying, man, he only loves you because he got it the whole he got the whole world. You're blessing him. Like take everything away. He won't he'll stop loving you. So, like, yeah, that's what Satan and the demons do, right? So, like, there's st- they still got ties to heaven, right? They have to. So heaven is corrupted. And God wants to do something new. Just like you mentioned earlier, uh, Justin. So uh yeah, so God's not gonna refurbish and remodel, renovate, you know, the this earth and the in heaven. Like it needs to be new, right? He's gonna destroy it all. And that's a lot of scripture verse. Like, so there's so many scripture verse saying that you know, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. That's Luke 21, verse 33. You know, Isaiah 65, 17. For behold, I create a new heaven and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered nor come to mind. Like a new heaven and a new earth, it's both of them, like not just one. Like, so we got we just got to take this the word for what it says, right? And that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like, uh, one question I got basically. You know with what i've been saying you know why will god make a new heaven and new earth you know i already answered it you know john gave the reason why god would create a new heaven and new, new earth you know it's because the first heaven and first earth had passed away so god got rid of it he destroyed yeah. it it's because it was both corrupted with by sin and death right and it was dominated by satan so and that's a lot of scripture verses how the world is dominated by satan it's his dominion too right so Like we have authority over Satan, but yeah, look at the world. Don't you can't tell me Satan ain't doing something with it. Like so, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else, uh, Justin? Um, not for this verse.
1: Did you say you had something about the uh, sea?
0: Yeah, yeah, I got a lot for the sea, man. I'll just say this last part. One point I got for the new heaven, new earth. I want to say this last part. You know, don't become too attached to this world. You know, because God will replace it with a completely new and different one, you know. And some commentators read new to me, you know, a new earth, you know, of another kind, a different one from the one we know. And just looking at Revelations 21, once we go through it, and if you watch those other videos I did for my Sunday school lesson, it's a completely different design function and has a different set of rules. And this new earth, a new heaven, you know, this eternal state, That's this is a lot of commentators debate, is this, the, is this the eternal state or is this the millennial kingdom? Like That's the big debate. By the way it goes, this is a new heaven and a new earth, and it has different set of rules. It's a new world order, new everything, right? So, Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Um, yeah, and I want to talk about the note. Oh, go ahead, Justin.
1: Yeah, I think an important part is not necessarily to focus on too much, on people can speculate that. The part is it's a like God loved God and Jesus, especially Jesus during His ministry, loved bringing life into. It. They love um, taking something that's dead a sin or something that's passing life into it. Like um, I walk through the valley of death, but like God as well, and that there's going to be like um I'll, oh thing just remember that this is a rebirth it's something
0: that's new already have right right but yeah justin dude i got a lot for that no c part man that no c part bless me on verse one so um yeah i'm gonna read revelations 21 verse one um uh, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. So we already broke that down. But this was my favorite part, one of my favorite parts. And there was no more sea, right? No more sea, right? So in the Jewish culture, in their minds, the sea was a place of separation and evil. You remember, guys, I talk about it all the time on YouTube channel. You know, God speaks through creation, right? Like me and Justin have broke that down so much, like especially with Psalms 148. And just throughout the whole Bible, like everything in on earth symbolizes something. God is speaking through creation. And one of my points is, you know, sometimes we miss God in the details because we're looking for him in the dramatic. You know, God is telling you how life works through creation. And he does it in Revelation 21 a lot, like how everything's functioning. He's saying how everything is there. Right. It's like, so God doesn't make anything without purpose. He doesn't make anything happenstantially or accidentally. Like he makes everything for a reason, and he's speaking through it. So, like, why is there no sea? This part is so powerful, guys, all right? So I told you guys, in this culture, in a Jewish culture, a sea is a place of separation and evil. And then it's seen as a place of, you know, storms and danger. Like, it's a scary and unknown place. It gets dark when there's no sun. Like, if you're just in the middle of the sea, guys, imagine how pitch dark it's going to be. You can't even see what's in the water. There's no light. It's scary, man. And then... uh, it, you know, it's a place of death. Like, how many people have died from the sea? Like, it's hard to travel on a sea. And then a the sea is chaotic, right? It, it moves. So if you've ever been on a sea, man, the waves and the wind, like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. like, the waves just move you. You can't even walk straight. You get seasick, right? You, it's too much because the sea's unpredictable, too. You don't know when a wave's coming. You don't know when it's a, zuna- a tsunami, tsunami, whatever you call it. You know, just a storm in the sea is coming. And then also, a sea separates people. It divides people. It keeps people in conflict because they're so far apart from each other. But especially in that time period, they didn't have planes. They rode on boats in, in the sea. And how many people were scared of going to go on a sea back in that time period? I mean, even in the days time period, because they heard about people dying all the time. And that's just one way of looking at the sea, right? But you gotta to just in case everybody. Some people are confused. You know, if this is the Millennial Kingdom or the inter, internal state. Uh, so in the Millennial Kingdom, you know, the sea. It, there's a sea in heaven, right? In the millennial kingdom. So for 1,000 years, right? And it's a place where the sea is calm, but it appears to be glass. So in the new heaven, so in this chapter in Revelations 21, the sea it has no, the, the new heaven, new earth, it has no sea, right? And so what does that symbolize? Just based on what I told you, it symbolizes it's a place that has no conflict, right? So God's speaking through creation. He's saying that heaven is a place with no conflict, a place with no disorder, a place where there's no separation, you know, so thereby the sea image in Revelation is seen as a reverse of what, you know, what its usual meaning is on the earth, right, so it's peace there instead of chaos, right, like in today's time period, and just the order that the world works right now, right, so this is why God made the sea like he did, right, all right, Justin, did you have anything to add, or you want me to keep on going? No,
1: yeah, an interesting part about the sea is we only we've only discovered about five percent of the sea it's um so it's kind of in the same boat as space as there's just a huge bone aspect to it as well so it's yeah it's the sea he's actually pretty scary i guess we don't think about it nowadays because most people don't live by the sea but like back then like, uh, like when jesus was walking on water during the storm that was a big no, that's he because he's walking on water, but because he was in like the eye of the storm, it made this very dangerous place. And being a fisherman is a very hazardous occupation. Just to be able to, I guess, like that symbology of conquering something that's so chaotic, kind of shows what kind of peaceful in control. The new heaven and new earth are supposed to be. Right, right. I think yeah. I mean, oh, go ahead. something else, too, like for, I guess, lots of people can see that um, people in history were, like, very ignorant. They thought sun revolved around the earth and all that stuff, um, but, like, bear at how empty everything was. And they kind of saw that as God. They knew like how vast the sea was and how vast space was, but they didn't um, realizing that this is God's creation. It, so I think we should definitely realize the magnitude of stuff like a new heaven and a new earth, and no, no more sea. Like this is God who's taking, and so. Like, it's, like, everything, everything that we can think of, part of, like, earth or the sky or the sea. Like, that's pretty much everything. It's very important to realize that God is taking a hand on all of creation.
0: Right, right. Yeah, man, like, uh, last thing I wanted to say was, like, I like how you pointed out how the sea and the ocean, like, there's there's so many creatures in the sea or ocean we don't know about because we can't go that far down in the sea or ocean, right? And they say 80% of the sea has yet to been discovered, so that means 20% hasn't been discovered, which, I mean, it's just so much with that, but how much do you know about uh, the setting for this lesson, Justin? Like, I know that John was on the island of Patmos, and he was on the island of Patmos for 18 months. Uh, they tried to kill him, but he wasn't dying, so they just put him and punished him, you know, on the, the island of Patmos, and so the island of Patmos is where people were basically doing labor work and working in the mines and stuff like that, but they were also, like, abused and, uh, you know, and just really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm. Basically, they didn't treat them right, man. They got harsh treatment and everything. They suffered a lot. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for, right? So, uh, yeah, so that's the setting, right? So this place is just for prisoners. And then also it's a place where the emperor at that time, his name's like uh, Domitian or something like that, uh, Domotion or something. But this emperor, he he couldn't stand Christians, and he put Christians on the same level as any criminal, if not worse. So he would banish them to this island to do harsh labor, right? And the working the mines and stuff like that. And so it was a desolate and barren place, right? So I like how you pointed out how the sea is unknown, right? And it's unfamiliar to uh, every, everybody in that time period. But even today, right? Like it's a huge thing that you have to travel on. So just imagine how John feels about a sea. Like that's probably all he sees while he's there, right? Is a sea, right? Because he's on an island. So, so it's not, it's not something that makes them happy. Right. It's not something that, uh, that's really a good sight for him to look at. Like right? that, you know, you get what I'm saying. So like, that's, that's just in that time period. So it's a symbol of evil because it's where people were being persecuted and abused. Right. And especially the saints. Right. And they're being ruled by wicked people and they're spiritually dead. So like, that's another symbol of what a sea symbolize. and then like in scripture verses talk about a troubled sea. But let's talk about the earth. Like you know, you know this earth is water based, right? So just within them, this text saying it's no sea there, right? In this new heaven, new earth, new earth, there's no sea. So it's saying that you know, obviously this earth, this new earth is gonna be completely different than what we know and what we're used to, used to. It's a different climate, different. And it's not a water-based environment like in a day's time period. Like it said that the earth is seventy-five percent water. Like that's a lot. Seventy-five percent of the earth is water. That is huge. I don't know if people be thinking about it like that, but that's a lot of water, right? So a lot of unknown, right? So God speaking through creation again. It's a lot of unknown stuff in the world. A lot of undiscovered stuff. We haven't even touched the scope of what's out there, right? And so, and then also with our bodies, you know, our bodies we're 90% blood, our, I mean, our blood is 90% water, and then our flesh is what, 65% water, right, and then if you don't drink water, mm-hmm. what happens, you get dehydrated, and if you don't drink any water at all, you know, you could really, you could die, right, you need water, so in heaven, and in glory, in this new heaven, and new earth, you know, we won't require water like we do on this earth, it's a totally different world, and we got a different source, a different uh, thing that is water up there and it's God, Jesus, you know, just like he said I'm the water of life, right? So, you know, if anybody come after me, you know, they'll never thirst again like he told the widow, like he told the woman at the at the, at well. the well. Yeah, yeah. The adulterous woman at the well. Yeah. Were you going to say something, Justin?
1: No, I was just uh, no, I was just agreeing with you I saying the woman at the well. That's love, right. but that's right, because whenever we try to look for something physical. A woman at the well, when she was asking, what is this water? Like he, like Jesus was talking about spiritual water, but we always look for physical stuff. So that's really interesting that you know, it's making the new earth and the new heaven seem, like, uh, seem a lot more spiritual. Right, right.
0: All right, so you ready to go to verse two?
1: I think so. Interesting right. about the sea, though, is he had so much for that? That's pretty awesome,
0: yeah, and, yeah, yeah, so much. Like, it, it's about to get crazy, like, we haven't even gotten to anything, it's just that sea part. But, yeah, verse two, all right, mm-hmm. so I'm about to share my screen so everybody can see it. Revelations 21, verse two, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband, right? So, actually, I talked about this in Yesterday's Sunday school lesson. I didn't see it for this one, but I'll just go ahead and spoil it. But uh yeah, so John he's saying that he saw the new city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, right? So it's coming out of heaven, like even though there's a new earth and a new heaven, something's coming out of heaven. So what is, what is he seeing, right? So he saw a new earth and a new heaven. Like that is powerful, right? So and he saw so that's how you know there's different layers of heaven, right? So this had to have been coming from God's throne room. And this goes to the when Jesus said, you know, I go to I go to prepare a place for you. And in my house, there's many mansions. If it was not so, I would not have told you. That's John 14, verse 1 through 3. Like all scripture interprets scripture. And this is interpreting the time when Jesus told us, man, he's going to prepare a place for us. And it was in, you know, where God was. And it was coming down from where God was. Like this text says, out of heaven. Oh my gosh, man! Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband, like that part right there, man. Just I'll let you talk, man. Let me look at my notes.
1: <laughs> a imagery of like, like uh, the bride, the bride's babies. What happened in Genesis? Like we were separated from God. Um, I, I mean I have a lot to say about the verses ahead, but I won't. I'll hold back a little, a little bit. But the right. like main problem. Our fall um, caused us to be separated from God. We were live with God. Like God used to walk in the garden with um, Adam and Eve. He was no longer part of that. Uh, part of that. Like we were no longer part of the garden. We got kicked. So I love that the imagery here is an analogy of being rejoined. We've been separated, but now we're going to marry again. We we destroyed our relationship. Now here comes a new relationship. So I we and the earth are being represented as the bride, and then God and Jesus are represented as that bride. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it, it's also in theirs as well. Of course, you've heard the verses like wives submit to your husbands. Husband, uh, further down. Down in that, though, the responsibility of a husband. They need to be able to present the bride without any blemishes is as clean. Uh, I think that also applies very well here because are the husband, they they've already taken on that responsibility to take on our sins as holy in this new holy city.
0: Right. Yeah. And I won't put emphasis on that. It said that, you know, I, John saw a holy city. What does that mean? Holy, holy. (laughs) And then it's the holy city. Then he said new Jerusalem, right? So it's not like the old Jerusalem and it's not like any other city is holy. What holy city, you know, now, right? And why is it the new Jerusalem instead of the old Jerusalem? Because in the old Jerusalem, her people in the old Jerusalem killed the prophets, crucified Jesus. You know, persecuted the early church, and will kill the two witnesses in the end. And they did a heck of a lot of stuff, you know, than what I just named, right? But in the new Jerusalem, it will be forever without, you know, forever free of sin in, in its adverse effects, right? So what does holy mean? A holy city? Are you kidding me? You know, sinless, pure, a community of righteousness, right? A place where man has never known you know, man has never known a community that's unmured by sin, right? They this is a community that mm. you know we have never never experienced. Even Adam and Eve, like some people be like Adam and Eve experienced. No, they didn't. They experienced it to a little extent because it was just them two, right? And this time yeah. here in the New Jerusalem and holy city, it's gonna be a huge, large community of people, and it's gonna be a holy place, you know, when there's people there and you put Sometimes when you put people together, it don't turn out good because that's just more sin, right? More people to sin together, right? More distractions, more temptation. I keep on going. More jealousy, more all that stuff, man. That's what sin in this world order. But in the new world, in the new world order, when the new Jerusalem at this time period, come on, man. Yeah, Justin, I had a question, man. One of the questions I I had is uh, how would you respond to a person who demands their heaven on earth right now? Well, that's not even a whole question. The whole question was, how would you respond to a person who who discounts a future heaven and demands their heaven on earth now? But I'll, I'll focus on that second part. I didn't really know like that. the question. Okay.
1: Yeah. There are some songs that are talking about how there's heaven on earth like heaven. And man, I I don't know, I, I almost consider that blocks, like, that's belittling what heaven really is. Like, it's supposed to be city. But, like, we we just sing about heaven and hell so nice. Like, even going to the hell part, too, like, a lot of people say, oh, this is hell. Or, um, worse than hell. And it's like, like, man, that's, they don't even know. That's like, uh, that's um, almost like if I if I went on a mission to a developing country, like that's the, the that's a life that people live right, right there, and they're probably used to it. belittling. I I think that that's I think that's the worst. No, I don't know when imagine the concepts of of heaven or hell and the full extent of it, mm-hmm. like I can't believe. What heaven and hell really are going to be like? Like we can perceive being thrown into the lake of fire. Being, it's not have considered it like fire and brimstone, but really, really the worst part is being. I don't think anyone actually knows how that feels because all of us have God surrounding us, even if like we're living in sin or doing something else. Be able to breathe life and continue. God gave us, us life, but what happened? To us? like I—I I think that's going to be the worst part about hell: is just not God or His Spirit anymore. Right? Did that answer your question? I Feel like you were a
0: little bit. Yeah, yeah, I answered it. Yeah, but I had two points. Like, uh, it's a misconception, like you said. Like because I, I do that too. I mean, but that's, that is the Lord's prayer. You know, our Father who art in heaven, thou, how be thy name, thou kingdom come, thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? So, um, to an extent, we should be striving to experience, you know, heaven here on earth, right? So going back to my question, how would you respond to a person who demands their heaven on earth now? Like, like, uh, I'm one of those people who I believe, like, you can experience God here, right? I mean, you do too. You see, you believe you can experience a little bit of heaven here. But, like, to say you're going to experience all of it, no, that's that's impossible, right? Like, one of the points I had was, you know, problems arise when believers expect this kind of community now, or they fail to realize, you know, that it only comes in the life after, you know, when there's a new heaven and a new earth. That's what it takes. It takes God doing something new, making something new in order to make for there to be peace. Like I just, we talked about the no seas, right? We have C's here, you know, for there, (laughs) we would need no C's for there to be peace, right? Basically. But anyways, this, this, you know, another point I had was, you know, this city is not, and never can be the achievement of man, but only a gift of God. Like we can't do this in our own strength. This is something only God can do. So to say we can get heaven here on earth, you know, that's saying you, you're God, like you can do what God can do. And that's not true for anybody. Right. So yeah, man, so so much with that one, man. But All right, and then another point I had was, you know, you know, just this whole part, you know, the city descending down, right? So, I John saw the city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, right? So, you know, this seems to indicate that the city had already been created, right? And again, that goes back to what Jesus said in John fourteen, you know, one through three, you know, I go to prepare a place for you you know? And I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you will be also, right? This is a promise from God. Like, it just, just solidifies how God is a promise keeper, man. Like, he already prepared everything for you in life. Like, whatever you go through in life, it's already prepared. He already ordained it. He already has orchestrated and has has laid out the whole plan for your life. All you got to do is trust him, right? And in, in your death, it's already planned. Your death is already planned by God. All you gotta do is trust him, because it's already prepared. Man, he already has a place waiting for you and me. Maybe mansions, like it says in his word. I don't know, but all we gotta do is trust him, man. And this is this is proof right here, man. Just that text. It blessed me so much, man. All right. Do you want to talk about the bride part, Justin? Because I, I want to focus on that too. Like with the bride, you know, prepared as a bride or dormed yeah. for her husband. Yeah. I think
1: that's uh right. nice little- touch bit on it already but like a big part of it is is only clean because it came from god like if we if if we try to make our own like it's gonna be it's gonna be corrupted again or it's gonna just look around at the things we make some of the things we make are pretty impressive but they're all walled, they're all broken in some way or another so god and Jesus is hiding the bride, they're providing the new earth in heaven as something that's completely flawless. I think that it goes back without saying that it's the responsibility to present the wife in that
0: manner. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, Justin, is this quote true? Justin just got married, by the way, guys. His wedding was on July was it eighteenth? Sixteenth. Yeah, July. I was close. All right, July 16, 2022 was his wedding on a Saturday, guys. So it was beautiful. Uh, so, Justin, what do you think about this quote? It says the most beautiful thing a man will ever see in his. The most beautiful thing a man will ever see is his bride coming down the aisle ready to meet him. <laughs> mm, and
1: yeah, I definitely think that's true.
0: Yeah, because like it said that, you know, you know, as a woman, never it says woman never looked. Most women, if you look back at their, like, wedding picture compared to where they're at now, they don't look as good as they did on their wedding day, right? I mean, but that's everybody, even men. Like, you know, it's like you're young. You just had it going on. You're in your prime, right? Like for most people, right? So you're on your wedding day, especially as a woman, too, like when it comes to, you know, the wearing a white and just the way how, how much work you put into, you know, into how much work they put into themselves getting themselves ready for the wedding. And not just them, the whole bridegroom party and all them, right? So uh bride maids, whatever you call them. Uh so yeah, man, like so, but it's talking about heaven, man. Like it's talking about this new heaven is prepared as a bride, right? So that's the kicker. Like some people are confused like by that part because they think like ain't the bride, you know, the church? Yes, the bride is the church. That's a scripture verse. It even says there's the bride is the church. It says that this new Jerusalem, this new holy city is like it said it's prepared as a bride. It's not saying that it is the bride, but he's just saying, indicating how how much work God put into making this place look so striking and beautiful. Right. And that's John. Like, that's the best way John could interpret it. Right. Like it's it's like a wife. Yeah. Like preparing herself for her bridegroom. Right. So. And God, He's just trying to reward us for all our labors and show us how great He is, right? And just all that stuff, right? So when we see heaven, we see what He prepared for us. And boy, yeah, one point I had was the church is no longer wait, no longer the waiting, uh the church is no longer the bride and waiting. The wedding is complete, right? So this is it. Like <laughs> this is the end of everything, right? So this is God just putting a nail in a coffin and showing us how great he is when John sees the holy city descended down to, he descended down to him from the new heaven. Oh, that was, that's what I was going to say, Justin. I didn't say it. But yesterday in my Sunday school lesson, I'm just going to stop looking at my notes. Yesterday in our Sunday school lesson, I said that uh, the difference, John's on a mountain, right? So he's looking at this on a mountain. I think we'll talk about it with verse nine or 10. So he's on a mountain. And this is where how he sees everything. Right. So uh, how did John see it coming down from heaven? He was on a high mountain. Right. So it says that uh mountains symbolize a lot of stuff in the Bible. Right. We know that Jesus was tempted by a devil, by the devil on a high mountain like Jesus. The devil sent Jesus to a high mountain to tempt him. And he was looking down at everybody saying, you know, don't you want that? You know, do this, do that. But he was looking. Satan was trying to get God trying to get Jesus to look down at everybody and try to stoop down to his level, right? And saying, you know, if you want this, you want that, you know, do this, do that. And so that's how you know if the devil's talking to you or if God is talking to you, right? That's how you know if a true child of God, the true angel of God sent by God is talking to you or if a false angel, a demon, somebody, a false prophet is talking to you. Like a false prophet, a demon will tell you, you know, they'll try to get you to look down on people. They'll try to get you to look at the pride of life and stuff, right? Try to look, get you to look at, you know, what you can have and why they got that. They want you to be jealous and envious and try to obtain it. Right. You can have it if you do this. Right. But not not God's angels like the angel sent John to a high place, a high mountain. Right. So he could see heaven coming down to him. And (laughs) so he had to look up. So he has to rely on God to see this. Like, this ain't something he could do in his own strength, right? I think in verse 1, it says that he was in the spirit. But I know in verse 10 in Revelation 21, it says that uh, he was he saw all this in the, in the spirit. So that means, like, he can't do it by himself, right? So basically, if I told everybody to go to heaven right now, how are you going to get there? You can't do it on your own. You have to be in the spirit, right? Only God can give you that kind of access, right? Because it's his playground. You guys get what I'm saying, man. So I just want to throw that out there. Fun fact, <laughs> but we'll talk about it later, Justin, in another lesson for sure. But that's all I have for verse two, unless you had anything else. All right, cool. He's having bad internet problems, guys. Like uh, he's at a, he's out and about. But let's keep on going. We're gonna go ahead and go to verse three of Revelations twenty-one. Oh, did you hear me, uh, Justin? No, I'm sorry. That's that. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, did you have anything else with verse 2? Because I was going to go ahead and go to verse 3. Yeah.
1: I just wanted to say, what the bride
0: is probably the
1: most be- The bride walking down the aisles like, the most beautiful image a guy will ever see. And I definitely agree with that. Not just because of what they're wearing, but looking back at some of our wedding photos, I've noticed, like, we're always smiling, we're glowing, and I think um so it's like the feelings that are behind it as well and like i'm sure like a lot of the imagery that john is providing is not straight up in or the new earth are going to be like it's whatever his mind can process or the best things he so it's possible that a bride walking down the aisle is like the most can imagine so he's relating that to the most beautiful holy city that's
0: yeah Yeah. all right cool man all right you ready to go to verse three
1: yep i'm ready
0: all right i'll let you start it off too um and i heard a great voice out of heaven saying behold the tabernacle of god is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and god himself shall be with them and be their god all right Do you need the verse? Or are you good?
1: Yeah, can I see the verse again. Yeah. because like uh, um, things, um, I think this is really important too. Because on one of the, one of your uh, earlier Bible studies, you were talking about this, um, but and man, there was just a there's just a whole lot, and I won't get into it. But the important part. Is is that now the tabernacle are, are going to be like the tabernacle and the churches and the temples that we've built are kind of, like, they're man-made, so there's going to be some flaws with them. But here, Jesus is presenting them with something that's going to have God in it. important because, like, we can have, uh, and you can take the, the verses off an echo part. I think the important part of is like not that we're just getting a holy city or not that we are heavens and a new earth, but the important part is that God is going to be with these things as well. Goal was a place where people could go to to be with God. It was considered a, um, but we as people and then, like, messed it up by making it a den of the marketplace or applying our own agenda. So the beautiful thing about this now is not that it's made of gold or pearly white, but that it's that guy constantly with us. And honestly, that's the thing I'm most excited about because we've already talked about There's an analogy of the bride and the being rich, this is also very important because now this is that god is going to be with us forever
0: all right yeah man that, that verse blessed me so much man like there's so much to say with it first i want to just talk about that first part you know uh it said that and i heard a great voice out of heaven saying right so it doesn't say who is speaking but we all can guess who's talking right just with the word behold like the <laughs> The word behold, it says that twice, I think, in all of Revelation 21. I think we'll see it again in verse uh, 9. No, actually coming up, verse 8 or something. But anyways, um, behold, it indicates that something extremely important is about to be said, right? It's something vital you need to listen to. You need to take heed of this. Like, this is something worth recognizing, right? So, uh, yeah. And so it said, behold, the tabernacle of God is with man, right? And this is totally different than the tabernacle that the Israelites had, you know, that tabernacle the tabernacle that God told them to make so that he could dwell with men, right? at that, With that tabernacle in the book of Exodus and Numbers, you know, with Moses and the Israelites, the Levites and all that, like not everybody, you had to go to the tent in order to be with God, right? But then also only certain people could even get into the holy place, right? Into the holy place. And we even talk about the holy of holies, like only one person can go into that place. And that's literally where God's presence was, like in where the Ark of the Covenant is. Right. So um, not everybody had access, even though they were there with him. Right. But here, you know, the tabernacle of God is with men. So that means, you know, in that time period, the tabernacle was portable. So it went around with uh, the Israelites and Moses and Aaron. They traveled with the tabernacle. the Tabernacle traveled with them. And, uh, but yeah, with, in this time period, the new heaven, new earth, man, this is saying that God is with us. Like, so he's everywhere. Like he's among all men, like he's with men, like he's there, he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. Right. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. Like, no, we don't need no intermediator no more. You don't need a pastor to, you know, tell you the good news or anything like that, right? Like God is dwelling with you. He's there too, right? You can touch him and be with him, right? So this is it right here. This is new heaven, new earth, right? And that's God's whole thing right now. Like God's plan is for fellowship with being, with the beings he created. Like he wants to fellowship with you. He wants to be in your midst right now. Like you're as close to God as you want to be. We say that all the time with a lot of videos, me and Justin do, man, together. And that's what God wants, man. He just wants you to know him like he knows you, basically, right? And that's God's you know, perfect will, right? That everybody knows him and and just is one with him, right? But sin and death, you know, entering the world, that's his permissive will, right? So his perfect will, he wants everybody to know him and be with him and have him as their God and stuff like that. Because who better is God, right? Like, God is what you need in this life. He's everything, right? Right? And so, right. and that's says a lot about God, Justin. I don't know if you had anything else, man, but like, you know what I thought about though? Philippians 2 touched me so much with this passage, right? That we're in right now. Because in Philippians 2, we see that, you know, Jesus became man. Why? Just to get close to man, right? Jesus longed to be with us so much. So he came down from his throne, from being the top, the head of everything, just yeah. to be a servant, right? A carpenter. Like when you think about that, a carpenter. Jesus had a nine to five, like we talked about, Justin. Man, he had a he had a freaking nine to five. He could have he could have came as a king, man, to rule. But he came as a servant with a nine to five. Are you kidding me? Like just to, and he did it just to be close to you. He came in a form of man, just to be, just to hang out with man. That is crazy, man. That's yeah. how much he loves us, man. Like he wants to be where we are. Do you want to be where he is? That's how you know you're going to the promised land. If you want to be where he is, after all everything he done for you, because like we can never repay him, but like still you get what I'm saying, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's hard to relate.
1: I think that's a hard hard thing relate to a God who is, is like on a, in the heavens or far away. But like the beautiful thing about Christianity is like we we actually have a relationship with our God. Like Jesus actually came. Down and he said us, um, "And in this new earth as well, we're going to get that again. God is going to be walking with us, relatable almost. Yet at the same time, you don't lose that um, lose that kingship, that lordship, the majesty of God. At the same time, it's it's such a in which we were so in awe of glory." But at the same time, we can relate to them so well just because of how much they gave.
0: Right. Yeah, man. Like, oh man, so much other stuff. I'm just not looking at my notes. I, I got a lot, bro. <laughs> wow. I don't. I don't know if I'll get to all that, man. Well, one of my points is like, let's just read it out a little bit, like. I want to focus on the word dwell in this text, you know, this puts God in the same location as the redeemed people. Right. So this is better than the garden of Eden. Like a lot of people, they get mad at Adam and Eve for, you know, messing up, messing it up for everybody. Right. But like, even with, with the garden of Edie, of the garden of Eden, man, it wasn't even like the best situation. Cause you know, in Eden God came down to Adam and Eve. Right. In yeah. a new heaven and new earth just from verse 1 and 3, so the verses we the verse we just did in verse 3 of what we're in right now, like the Lord, you know, he wasn't there 24-7 with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. He, They had limited assets still. And it, the world was perfect, right? Like it was without sin then. So like in the Revelation scene in New Heaven New Earth, like God is always with the redeemed people. He will always dwell with us. He ain't going nowhere because we're where he is, man. We're going to talk about that in Revelation 21. I'm not going to spoil it, but basically... Where the tabernacle was, where only the Levites could go into it and make and do the you know altar incense and the table of showbread and light the candles, the candlestick. Like everybody will be where the Levites were, like in the holy place. <laughs> and the holy places all gold, just like we're gonna see in Revelations twenty-one, all gold. So. Yeah, I just wanted to spoil that, man. So basically, there there won't be no, no need for a religion, no need for a goba team because in that glorious scene, God is there, right? The truth is there. Like everything you need is there. So everybody knows what's there, who's there. Like we don't there's no debate. We we're, 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 you get what I'm saying, man? So Yeah, there's yeah. another point I got too. You know, the bell's torn. It's broken. Like that's another thing about the tabernacle like you know the bell separated God from his people, like only the high priest could go into the presence of God, you know in eternity, there'll be no bell, there's no separation, like Jesus is with us, He's there, you got Jesus, you got God there, so you got it all you need right so eternity uh in eternity saints will enjoy an intimacy with God that we've never experienced before, you know, so oh man, it's just so much bro. did you have anything else, man before I keep on going?
1: Um, I guess the biggest parts that I just want to keep reiterating is, is like, uh, holy, and we, we kind of touched on this in the last verses, too, but holy, it's separated. Like, like what does it mean to be a holy people? Like, God chose holy people so they could be separate, so they could live by a higher standard, so they world how you're supposed to be. To live as God's people, and I think uh, this city is very important because it's supposed to be set apart, it's supposed to be by these new standards, it's supposed to be um, like incorruptible from the old earth and the new old heavens that passed away to recognize that. This is the place where God is. This is a place that is set apart from Eden or the old earth or anything like this is a place where God's goodness can power. Like that's 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 why it's holy because it has to be separated from all the other corruptible things.
0: Right. Yeah, you know, uh, one major point is I didn't get to say it, but if God is not in residence, then it cannot be heaven. So like the reason why this place is so peaceful, like we're going to see later on, uh, Justin, by the way, you can mention stuff later on, like that we're going to cover cause I want to really paint the picture for this video. Right. Cause it's probably going to be just separate from everything else. So, uh, we can just throw out everything possible with this, but Um, in the New Jerusalem, it said that there's no temple, there's no need for a sacrifice, there's no sun, there's no moon, no darkness, no sin, no abomination, like it's going to say in verse 8 that we'll cover eventually. Uh, but and the only reason why those things aren't going to be there because God is there, so God, you know, He's dwelling with humans, then you know, because Adam's curse has been removed, you know, Satan's been judged and the wicked is punished, so the universe now is sinless, right? Everything that was bad and wicked and cost pain, sorrow, and all that stuff, sin, like, it's all thrown into the lake of fire, so in this new Jerusalem, in this new place, God is dwelling there, he's in our midst there, and Justin, when we did those Sunday school lessons uh, for my church in 2020, when, you know, when we first went through that disease process, right, uh, I don't, I don't want to say it on YouTube and get penalized, but um, one verse really touched me, basically in the Bible, it says in Zephaniah one twelve, like, for that Sunday school lesson, it touched me so much. I like I wanna go through the book of Zephaniah verse by verse. But it basically said that, you know, God, He's the light, right? And he's like a lantern, right? And he goes around through each and every single alleyway, each and every back way, and his light's shining. And it's really talking about in heaven, right? Zephaniah's really having a vision about heaven like John, and he was saying, like, everywhere in heaven, God is, He dwells there, right. So there's no darkness there because God is there and he's keeping everything in check. And that makes sense because God's in control of everything, right? And if he can control everything, what the heck you think he could do with all the problems of this world if he was here with us, right? How many people would listen and obey him, right? And I'm, t- But we're talking about in heaven where everybody wants to and loves him and wants to do what he says to do, right? So the only thing that could be done there is right because God is in residence, right? So I wanted to point that picture, paint that picture with this, man. so. So there's just so much. And then also it says his people and they shall be his people. That's a saying that we hear all the time in the Bible, but in the Old Testament as well. Right. So it's em- emphasizing that, you know, God's people will not only include Israel It's pearl plural, plural, right? It's not singular. It says his people. Right. So it's everybody that's redeemed of all the nations, kindreds and people and tongues and languages. So his people, that's a broad, that's a lot of people. Right. So, especially in all, all of earth's history. So, yeah, man. So even and then and then that's a testimony for us. Like it says, God Himself shall be with them and be their God. So even though we're sinful, even though we we're messed up and we don't get it right all the time, you know, even in our earthly lives, right? You know, even now, God ain't ashamed to call us His brethren, right? And He's not ashamed. Well, Jesus ain't ashamed to call us His brethren, and then God's not ashamed to call us His God, right? To anybody who trusts in Him, right? So I just want to point that out with verse three, man. Like. It's so much to dissect with this, man. Oh, my video went do. Oh, did it? Yeah, but I'm good.
1: Um, Go ahead. Oh, okay. Good deal. I do like that there's a lot of verses that try to show that God is trying. Gosh, like, the Old Testament is full of, like, the people turning away from God. But but there are verses like... um, the heavens and the earth will do, every knee will bow down every voice will shout like God is God is not trying to condemn us with the lake of fire and everything he's trying to pull up the verses that say like and we will be his people because God wants us to be his people he our God
0: right. right man we're at an hour how are you doing man you good? I'm
1: good, yeah. I'll go, go as long as you need to. All
0: I'm right, a, man. Yeah, I'm going to keep on going.
1: Yeah, did you, you want to try to knock out all nine verses, or? or? We're
0: well, not getting it all nine, man. No I, way. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> a, <laughs> I at least want to get to five, though. Can we yeah, get
1: yeah.
0: to five? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, I'm going to let you yeah, read man. the verse. Oh, go ahead.
1: A lot of good stuff to say about the verses, so it's It's kind of hard to skim.
0: Yeah. All right, cool. So I'm going to let you read verse four, and I'm going to go to the bathroom, man. I drank too much water, bro. So I'm going to let you tear up verse four without me for a minute.
1: (laughs) And God shall wipe. Oh, okay. I like this verse. And God shall wipe all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no other sorrow nor crying neither shall there be any more pain for the former man that's such a hard thing for me to wrap my mind around just because like that's 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 our life like we experience happiness and sadness more like how how are we going to live in a um so I feel like the New Jerusalem speaks volumes not just place that's being presented to us but also like what's that what that's going to do for and admit it to the Holy Land. Like we're going to be these blameless creatures that don't succumb to the negative emotions or don't succumb to and and again that's hard to imagine for us because one limited like we can't take in the, we can't take in the full extent of who God is and what He is. And two, like we've only known for our entire life. There's, we can't think we can. Of course, we can picture a life that's pure happiness with no happy, with no sadness, with no sorrow these verses are a big testament of we don't we're not only looking forward to we're also looking forward to being new create creatures in god
0: yep, yep. yeah like uh one thing i got justin man uh a few points like uh the new jerusalem so it at the end of that verse in uh, Revelations 21.4, it said, for the former things are passed away. And that's a huge emphasis. I'm going to focus on that uh, a little bit in a bit, but um, that part is so <laughs> powerful because it's distinguishing and saying that the new heaven, new earth, the new Jerusalem, this holy city is distinguished by what it does not have. You know, no tears, no sorrow, no pain, no crying, no no nothing bad, man, no death. Like, everything, how the Old earth used to work, it's gone, man. So tears will be gone because the things that have cost them will also be gone. There'll be no more death. Like, if you don't have sorrow, if you don't have pain, if you don't have, you know, death, why would you cry? You you have no reason no more, right? So, like, (laughs) another one of my points is, you know, only in the eternal future with God will there be no more death, suffering, and pain. Because, again, this is the eternal state, right? In this, how heaven's going to be forever, right? Where God is, man, there'll be no suffering pain because God is taking care of everything. He's already taking care of everything. He's already prepared the way of how this place is going to be for you and me. Man, I can keep on going, but you guys get what I'm saying, man. Every tear, man, did you guys see that? It said God will wipe away all tears from their eyes. In other versions, it says every tear. So all tears, every tears. So this means that there'll be many Throughout all time, right? So some people debate, well, does that mean there'll be tears there? But it says also, you know, there'll be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. So you won't be crying up there. There'll be nothing to cry for. So it's a debate. Will you be crying at all? How a God wipe away all tears if there's no tears. Like it says you will be not going to be crying. So that's the debate. Like, but still, like mm-hmm. it says the tears that you shed on earth, you know, the suffering that you did for Christ, it's all going to be worth it. He's going to wipe away all those tears that you did on earth because of this place. (laughs) You guys see what I'm saying? Man, it's so good, man. So yeah, the expression, that expression is just a way of saying that tears of sorrow or regret will not be present in this new world order. Like it's going to be really hard to remember all your past life, like just how earth was because how glorious and how amazing and awesome this place is. Right? So that's not saying you want to have memory or recollection of you know this life this past life it's just going to be like what's the point right so yeah it's a new world order a new world system it's just totally different right you guys see that so the emphasis here is the comfort of god not the remorse of the saints like forget about the no tears part right the whole emphasis is god is there to comfort you he's there with you right you guys see that so yeah that's the whole point man did you have anything else justin yeah i love
1: like that. I didn't think about, like, that's the reason we don't have any tears is because, like, I still I still find it hard to imagine a life that has no tears. Because, like, uh, a common question is like, can you picture what the universe was like there was stuff? Like, can you imagine like nothing? No, you can't. I feel like that's just imagine what, I, um, that's just as hard to imagine
0: as what? Throw it. I get like <laughs> Yeah, Justin, you got gonna get out of there, man. Like yeah. it's raining on. You. <laughs> Justin, uh, hey, uh, yeah. I was not even looking at the video, man. Like I, I was looking at my notes, and then I just, I, I just turned it over, and I saw rain. Oh, he's in the library, guys. So he got to probably be quiet a little bit. Oh, you want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going, man. I'm good. All right, so Justin's going to find a place while we keep going. My last point with verse four, and Justin, just you can just go back and say everything when you get situated. My last point, guys, is, you know, uh, and whatever else causes you to, you know, causes tears to course, you know, your cheeks as human beings, you know, whatever causes you pain, man. There's so much stuff that causes the whole world pain, right? So much injustice is happening. So much people being abused and hurt by people they love, people they trusted. Like, so many people been raped. So many people been uh, talked about for, you know, having a different sin than other people. You know, it's it's a lot of stuff. Police brutality, the wars going on on the earth. earth. Like, those tears that people shed uh, for whoever's in Ukraine and, and right now because of the war in Russia, man, those soldiers that die and the casualties. So the people who lived in Ukraine, who died from Russia, you know, coming to war against them, like, all those tears that we have shed on this earth, man, it's going to be dried up forever, you guys get that, so all the pain's going to be worth it, that's so many scripture verses, man, Romans 8, 18, you know, I consider what we suffer at this present time, cannot compare to, at all to the glory that will be revealed to us, this is what Paul was talking about, this glory, guys, that will be revealed to us, man, it's all going to be worth the suffering, that we are endeared here on the earth. So, whatever suffering you're enduring for Christ, for the name of Christ, for what the calling that God has placed on your life that wasn't as easy as you thought it would be, man, the pain and the suffering you're going through is going to be worth it, man. That's a sermon, man. I just, I don't know why I never thought about but that. that <laughs> about suffering. But yeah I, th- yeah,
1: I think, and it's not bad, but empathy, you know, they're not necessarily negative emotions. I think we do. Have to feel of empathy towards people because they're going through they're going through stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's on the world. Like once we live in a world that has God, that's incorruptible, and death won't be happening to people, so there's no need for that sorrow. Like right now, right. We need to connect to people, we need like like the uh, we need need those feelings in order to and take, take care of people. But that I think that's the amazing part about the New Jersey side is like we don't we won't feel those things because they're
0: right right man are you cold are you gonna get cold like that man you're so drenched man (laughs) (laughs) nah I'm good Justin I feel so bad like I was just talking and then when I turned over to the the tab that you're on with restream. I just, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> just... Man, I can't wait until the sea is gone because I
1: think that means there won't be any more rain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, climate change, all that stuff, man. Just perfect weather. All right. But oh, yeah. I'm gonna, let's finish out this first and just call it because I, I want you to get comfortable, man. I feel like your glasses. You want there. to get
1: a first coffee though. I think. We all right.
0: Well, all right, cool. I, I want to finish something with verse four, though. Let's do it. So, yeah, one thing I want to say with verse four is you know, it says, no more, de- there shall be no more death, right? No more death. Did you guys know there's three forms of death? There's a physical death, a spiritual death, and an eternal death, right? And all three of those will be eliminated for all the believers, right? So, one of my favorite sayings is, you know, death is the most terrible thing. That has brought all kinds of suffering to all mankind since the fall, right? Spiritual death, physical death, eternal death, right? So, guys, one of my favorite sayings that Billy Graham says, you know, born once, die twice, born twice, die once, right? So, if you're born again, spiritually, you're not dead no more. You're alive. So, you're born, uh, well, if you're born once, that means you never got born again. So, that means you die twice, right? So, you have a physical death and you have an eternal death, right? So you're going to the lake of fire. You're going to experience this, life, right? But if you're saved, you believe that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You believe that he did everything on the cross, and you're living your life for him, right? So you guys get what I'm saying. Like, those people, man, you born, you're born twice. You have a physical birth, and then you have a spiritual birth, which means even though you die physically, you're going to live eternally, right? Because you're spiritually alive. So you're alive in all three facets you could think about right you just die physically that's it right so death man will it will, will be the last enemy christ will ever destroy that's what my scripture version first corinthians 15 you know death oh death where is your thing oh grave where is your victory you know death will be swallowed up that's a promise from god and then you know thanks be to god you know we have this because of the victory uh the victory that we got from jesus right so you guys get all that man so death will be swallowed up in victory and this thing will be gone forever. Why? Because what Jesus did for you. So now you get to experience this place in paradise, right? You guys see that? So, and like, like there'll be no more Yeah. So one question I got for you guys is, you know, if death is done away with, why would, what would be the nearest needs for crying? Like a lot of our tears and grief comes from losing stuff, right, that we love. Cause nothing on earth lasts forever, but in heaven, everything lasts. Right, oh my gosh, that just leads to a whole different ballgame. I remember my notes, man. So, yeah, uh, one thing I was gonna say is you know, uh, the former things, let's focus on that. So, this says, for the former things have passed away, right? So, why would be, these things be done away with? Because you know, they, they were the old way of life, the old world order, the old heaven, it's old, and God wants to do something new, like Justin said. At the very beginning of the video, you know, all things have become new for those who are saved, right? You know, the former things have passed away, right? So, yeah, man, like these miseries will be gone away. These things that cause so much pain in your life, man, because, you know, they're characteristics of the first creation under sin, right? The old order is gone right? This is the new world order. And the only people who get to experience this are the people who put their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only people, right? The redeemed people, right? You don't get to finesse your way into this. We're going to see how guarded and protected this place is. Like, you don't just you, just, you can't talk your way into this. Some people think they can talk their way into, uh, into heaven. It's not the case, guys. So if you want to experience a place where there's no sorrow, no death, no pain, no suffering, <laughs> In the former things of this life, the former world, or, world order has gone away. You need to, you gotta put your faith in Jesus Christ, man. Like you can't get out of it, man. You look good without glasses, Justin. I turned it over again, and I just see one hunk of a man, man. <laughs> Did you have anything else, man, with verse four? No. Um,
1: is it, I don't know. I, I do. think a lot about this verse. Just how I'm trying to perceive heaven so much as well. Like right. when we're new creations, we die to ourselves, but like, are we, like how much of us are still going to be in this? I think a lot of people might be worried about that because like we live in a very individual, which isn't a bad thing. Like you recognize the gifts that you have and what makes you you, but it's like the higher purpose of it as well. You're joining god again you're, you're joining this huge something that's above yourself so even though i don't have a good answer of like what then that's not, not the important part the important part is god is making us new creations for us that, right. that doesn't right. need all those all that sorrow that doesn't need all those kind of come with our physical baggage
0: right mm-hmm. All right, man, you ready to get to five? Yeah, ready. Let's do it, man. All right, so I'm about to share my screen. I'll, I'll let you start it off. You want to read the verse? I, I just, like, with verse yeah, three, I, I realize I always read the verses, man.
1: <laughs> now you're good. Yeah, we can split it up. All and right. he um, said, behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, right, for these Man, that's that's really cool powerful there, too, because of uh, revelations. There are general revelations that uh, uh, pertains to, like, like, the earth and nature and the things that you can see, those things, you know that there's a God. And then, then there is a special revelation, which, of course, is in which, like, um, this is God's word. It has to be passed on. So... People, the the weight of these words to show that know about this. The pe- people need to know about um, heaven, the new bodies that that will have. Like this is Jesus and God want us to know and look towards these goals. So I think that's why it's that they're re- known. Like this is important stuff. So I I do like how that's
0: how yeah yeah and this goes back to what we were saying earlier and he that sat upon the throne said behold right so that's a two double whammy so behold it says behold again so again whoever's talking is saying something significant saying something important so he's calling attention let everybody know you better listen but then that's what happened when god speaks because upon the throne, that's who's speaking, Who he who sat upon the throne. Now, the debate that commentators and theologians and preachers got is, is who is speaking? Jesus or God, right? Those are the only two people on the, on the throne. You got God on the throne, and then Jesus or God are the same, right? So um, it doesn't matter which one is speaking, because they both rule the throne together, right? The, the, the worthy lamb is God also, right? He shares the throne with God. So we can all agree with that. So this is an authoritative, authoritative announcement coming from the throne. So it's significant. Like, we got to take heed to this, man. I will make all things new, man. That part right there, man, I will make all things new. I got so much to say with that. Uh, I haven't read through, read through all my notes. But basically, you know, the old way of living, like we've been mentioning, is gone, man. So the the old, old world, order, world, world order that allows sin and destruction in order, you know, the sin and destruction that went around and all that. Like, God is done with that now. Like, he did all that to show us a greater work, you know, a new, thi- a, a new thing, right? Where he made everything new so we could be really appreciative of this, right? So this is the point of his whole plan, right? Like, this is the end of it. This, this is the plan that is complete, right? This is the end where all things are new. And it's a place where God is always at. And he finally wanted us to be in. So this is the state he always wanted us to be in, a place of beauty, a place of holiness, where it's not ruined by Satan or sin or destruction. This is the place where he wanted for us, right right here. And don't you want to be a part of it, man? Like, just to have peace on the earth, man, joy on the earth, happiness on the earth, where there's no pain, sorrow, tears, or anything. Come on, man. Like, like we all may all not people, experience that here, we'll experience it there. Oh, go ahead, Justin. I was just saying, for all the
1: people who without religion or without having or hell like why would you not look forward to this though or look forward to a place that's no longer broken that's a always in his presence where you're constantly in an atmosphere of joy and love look forward to that like that's why God and Jesus were saying behold right because they realized how, how important this is they realize people to join in the new jerusalem so that's why they are saying write this down pass it on right
0: yeah and i want to say a misconception man this part's crazy man like it's just so much with that beginning part that we're on right now right so i'm just focused on the beginning part of revelations 21 5 and he that sat upon the throne said behold i make all things new right so one misconception people have is they think that the most perfect man on earth, right, is an innocent person. Like they, that's what people think is the most perfect man, an innocent person, right? So we all wish that Adam and Eve would have never did what they did, right? Like we all right. get on and uh, vocal them for doing what they did, but because of them doing what they did, we get what we get this, right? So we fail to realize that a redeemed man is greater than an innocent man, right? That we gain more in Jesus than we ever lost in Adam, right? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, God's perfect state for man is one of redemption, not an innocent person. So, innocent in the world sense ain't good enough, guys. Like, you got to be redeemed. You got to be born again. So, this is another indicator. You need to be born again because you want to experience all things new where nothing will wear out, where nothing will decay, where... Well, we will age no longer, right? Nothing gets old. So that means we won't age. Man, can you imagine that? Like, this is the state in this eternal state, man. And it won't change. It won't go away, right? Because again, nothing gets old. Everything's new. Can you imagine that life, bro? Like, everything new, like, just the feeling when I used to get a new bike, a new PS5, Four. like, just when you get something new as a kid, a new toy, like, that feeling you get, bro, like, it's a wonderful feeling, right? That's heaven. Like, you won't get tired of anything. You won't get bored. You won't, you know, lose enthusiasm for a new toy or new bike or whatever new, right? Everything's new in heaven. Always. Everything stays new. You guys see that, man? There, there'll be no reason to forsake it or neglect it, right? So, yeah, I want to throw that out there, man. So, yeah, when God makes something new, it stays new, guys. Just like if you're saved, once saved, always saved. I believe that. Like, you can't lose your salvation because God can't lose his car keys like we do. Like, he don't lose things. He searched for that one lost sheep that left the ninety nine. Like, he'll continually. You, his love will never fail. He'll never give up. Never give up on me. You know that song. So like, <laughs> I mean, it's just so much with this man. Did you have anything else, man? Uh,
1: I could talk on forever about how how. Just being able to constantly be with God and the fact that He wants us to be there. Like that relationship. I, I feel like I don't have any, anything more to say to it. I just like talking about it. But the Lord right. is not just a wonderful place, it's a place that has God with us
0: as like. Yeah. All right, man, you ready to end this, man? Because that last part is a great great way to end it, man. Yeah, that um, that actually is a great way to end it. <laughs> yeah, is I'm going to go ahead and read it out, guys. So Revelation 21, verse 5, write in, and he said unto me. So God, the one sitting upon the throne, said unto John, you know, write these words. You know, write for these words are true and faithful, right? Write for these words are true and faithful. Justin, I'll let you go, man. I'll just let you go now <laughs> before I go. Oh, just the,
1: the main reason, like, and historically, it's believed that John, being held prisoner, he was in a kind of a concentration camp, he's pretty much in Revelation, like, when he was imprisoned. Um, so, like, it's just like getting, getting no rest at all. First he gets in prison, and then he gets sent to this isolated place, but that just shows, like, how important this revelation is. Like, he put it down. That's why he's saying, "Behold," because man, John's one of the original a lot of work cut out for him. So, God's showing him something big. Like, he's showing us the last book in the Bible. He's showing us the last chapter for Earth. Like, so much to unpack here, and John has just done a great job of giving us a clue of what to expect so that's why god and jesus want us to know that's the important part they want a relationship again after we separate so like Mm -hmm. they're saying write this down share it with other people and
0: Yeah, something else, too, with that part, you know, write for these things are true and faithful. Like, just for God to have to tell John to write again means he had to have stopped, right? Like, that means he was so astonished and overwhelmed by what he saw and heard, right? So he had to stop writing for a moment, and he forgot to mm-hmm. write because he was just in so much awe. Like, think about if you saw this, guys. Like, we haven't even got to everything in the eternal state, not even close. But just starting off, no pain, no, no sorrow, no, no more death. Every, everything that caused pain and suffering is gone. It's thrown into the lake of fire. Like, I forgot what the other verses said, but you guys get what I'm saying. Just everything we covered thus far, right? It made John stop writing, right? And God commanded, you know, start writing again. Why? Because for these words are true and faithful. This is powerful. We we said it throughout the lesson, but now we're really about to hone it in. Like everything John heard and saw was truthworthy and could be counted on because God cannot lie. Like there's so many scripture verses. You know, God's not a guy that he's not like man that he should lie. Right. That he should uh, repent of what he said. Like everything that he says will come to pass. Everything he he doesn't waste his words. It will be done right, so uh, God has declared that He will make everything new, and we can bank on that, right? We can store up our treasures in that, we can invest in the kingdom of God, invest in the heaven, man. Store, get you guys know what I'm saying, man. Just like a bank account, you know how we always try to obtain more and more money in our bank accounts, man. You need to start banking in heaven, man. You need to start banking and putting all your assets into heaven, man, because that's the investment you want, because that's how the whole entire earth, the all of eternity will be how it is up there in that new world order, man. So yeah, man, because God doesn't lie, man. This this these words are faithful and true. And man, I just want to share my screen, man. Like I had uh I have like a lot of soc- social media posts on just like you know, God is faithful to his promises and stuff like that. Like God, you can trust God at His word and stuff like that. And like one of my posts I posted is this, man. Uh, God can be trusted to keep his promise, right? And I, I always put quotes in Bible verses with all the, all the stuff I'll be posting. Another text I, I said was, uh, another post I posted was, everything the Lord has promised you shall come to pass. So like, you know, God always makes good on his promises. That's one of the quotes, you know, God is at work in us to fulfill the promises he made to us, right? You know, God's word is full of promises and he He'll never break a single one of them, right? So you guys get what I'm saying, man. Like these words that we see and just the words in general you have ever heard from the Bible and read, like we can put, we can bank on it, man. And you won't ever regret banking on it, man. Like all you got to do is just keep on believing, keep on holding tight on your faith, man. And God's going to come through for you, man. You know, Don't ever give up on God. So, yeah, man, like that's the lesson, man. That's the lesson. <laughs> Yeah, did you have anything else you want to say just are you good no man that's a good we can't we
1: like we can depend on god for a lot of things look at all like revelation is like the last prophecy so if bible has come to pass like
0: can't we believe that this will too? yeah And honestly, man, I did an awful job of starting out the lesson. Like, how I started off last Sunday school lesson. I mean, how I started off Sunday school lesson for these verses was powerful. Like, I asked at the very beginning of the lesson, like, who likes movie previews? Like, previews for television shows and movies. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, And I I told you, I I told you before, even before that, how much I hate it, right? Like, because it always spoils the show for me. Like, I'm three or five seasons behind. On Grey's Anatomy, and they want to show these new characters and how two other characters I like died off or something. Like, I why are you spoiling it for me? I didn't need to know that. Like, I hate spoilers, yeah. man. But like, and, and then also even with Planning a Vacation, that's another example I use. You know, we're planning a vacation. You know, we look at the sights, the sounds, the dining areas. Like, we just make sure we look at everything at that vacation spot in advance so we know. So it can you know help our appetite. So it can help our yeah. it sharpens our taste for where we're about to go to, right? And we can do the same thing in heaven. Like no matter how many previews, that's a good thing about heaven and God. Like I don't like movie previews, TV show previews, any preview, right? But I can handle heaven's preview because like it it's not even gonna touch the it's, it can't you can't even fathom what's gonna what's gonna be like like even the little bit of information you get it's not enough right we can't imagine a life without suffering and pain and hardships and crying and tears like what kind of life is that right (laughs) yeah yeah, so yeah then that's that's one of the points i have for you guys you know the book of revelation is just that it's a preview of what awaits the believer in glory and the book of revelation is a human 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 nation of the great christian hope you know life eternity with the lord so you can be there man right you can be there man you just believe in jesus christ that's the only way you get there man And all of heaven when we talk about in revelations 21 points to jesus again right so yeah man that's the lesson man that's the lesson i think i'm good all right but all right so that's the lesson guys i hope you guys enjoyed it revelations 21 um if you want to see more stuff on Revelations 21, go to my YouTube channel. I have a playlist titled Revelations 21, so check that out. Uh, also, this is from a Sunday school lesson. I do a lot of Sunday school lessons for my church, so you know you can check out more on this playlist on my YouTube channel, Upload past Crossroads. So, yeah, you make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, I also have a podcast on my, every podcast platform, so check me out on Apple Podcasts, on uh, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. Catch anything like that wherever you get your podcast. Up past crossroads again, and then yeah, you see all my other social media pages. So follow me on those. You got any questions, and you want me and Justin to do any videos on any questions you got? Just ping us, you know, DM us, get in contact with us on our social media pages, and we'll bless you. All right, and then this is Justin's YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe and like all his videos and comment. And then also his uh, Facebook page as well. You know, befriend him on there. You can ask some questions on there. And, uh, yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in again. Uh, you guys rock. Uh Steven, I see you, man. Thanks. You rock again. I hope you're being blessed and everything's going well. And, Karen, haven't seen you in a while, man. I appreciate you. I pray everything's going great with you as well. And uh thanks for tuning in, guys. You guys have a great rest of your week, stupendous rest of your week. And we'll see you again soon. All right, talk to you later. Yeah.